Due to Halloween and other family stuff, Mr. E and I will be taking a week off. We'll miss you, but we'll be back on November 1st with more teaching stories and opinions and probably a comment or two about Texas. Stay safe and remember to breathe in that spooky Halloween air. Will This Beyond the Test is not a show about being a better teacher. We can't help you there. We can, however, give teachers a voice to tell their stories and to speak their minds. So sit down, get comfy, and let us distract you from that stack of papers or your flooded inbox with stories from teachers just like you. Don't worry, there won't be a quiz at the end. Welcome to Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod. Two teachers explore the realities of education. Today, we will talk to the people who put up with listening to all of our stories, all of our rants, and all of our complaints, but yet are so lucky to have us, teachers, significant others. I'm your host, Yo Miss. And I'm your co-host, Mr. E. Yo Miss, what is up? Oh, Yo Miss has been having a, having a week, and it's only, it's only Sunday. I fried my laptop, accidentally fried it with, um, it's a long story, I'm not going to get into it, but just blew it out. So I'm, we've been sharing a laptop here. And uh, thankfully, Yo Mister is a very, very nice person, because it's been rough. Um, my car was in the shop. I hurt my leg. I found out that I have to get a tooth pulled. It's, it's been, a, it's like I said, oh, shit. It's, it's been, yeah, it's been rough, but things are slowly improving. Things are getting better. I, I do have to give a very quick shout out to a friend of mine who tried to fix my computer and did not find it fixable, but um, I will put his info into the show notes. His name is Ira and he is a Brooklyn boy and he has a company where he does this stuff and he's very knowledgeable and very honest. So those are two pretty good things. So shout out to my buddy. Nice. So yeah, it's, it's been rough and hopefully it has not been as rough for you. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's been okay. Our school board recently voted to make masks optional. That's, that's a big thing here mm. in our neck of the woods. You know, I, I, I don't agree with it, but it is what it is and it sucks. But, you know, I was, I was pretty surprised. Uh, most of our students are continuing to mask up anyway. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it was really nice to see, you know, there, there are a few who aren't, but I'd, I'd say if I had to give an estimate, it'd be 80 to 85% are still. Wow. Masking up. Yeah. That's yeah, impressive. That's it's, really uh, impressive. Yeah, it was, it was very good to see. And I tried to go to my first football game ever. I've been at my school for five years and I, you know, I live 30 miles away, so I don't usually get to go to those things. And I, okay. I told my students I would go and mm -hmm. I went and the game was canceled because of weather. Oh, <laughs> well, you can tell them you, you went and, oh, well, I, I, I can't, I'll show up at some other game at some other point. Yeah, they just weren't ready for me. And that's, I, I that's <laughs> it was the cheerleader outfit you were wearing. They were a oh, little God. bit, they were a little bit concerned, and they said, "Let's tell them that the game is canceled." But like you know, I we've discussed that you have nice legs, but regardless, it might have been a little much for them. I even shaved too. <laughs> oh God! Well, How many weeks did that take you, <laughs> Mrs. E? Shaved, yeah, me. Yeah. It's good. It's good oh stuff. my goodness! Well, so. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad things are as they always are for you. <laughs> a little bit nutty. Okay. Well, we're going to do a very quick current event today because A, if I talk about it for too long, I'm going to get really angry and might throw the computer I'm currently using against a wall and that would be bad. Um, and also we have a lot to get to today on our show. But our current event today comes to us from USA Today, and it is October's Devious Licks TikTok Challenge is to smack a staff member. And this has, in fact, been uh, circulating online. According to USA Today, it says the challenges for subsequent months after October's smack a staff member include mess up school signs, flip off the front office, which... I could certainly win that challenge all the time. They just never saw me doing it. Kiss your friend's girlfriend at school and my personal favorite, jab a breast. Okay. What the fuck is going on in schools? What is happening? I, you know, I, this is terrible. This is terrible. They're a lot more organized than than we were when I was in high school, you know, like it was just random acts of chaos when I was in high school, you know, just hormones going wild and you just you do some stupid shit and you laugh about it later. Now they're like unionized, like uh, students yeah, it, are forming unions. It's 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 ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I mean, my my son graduated high school, I don't know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that. Not that long ago. And their senior prank was like they played Red Rider, Red Rider in, in the hallways in the middle of the school day. And you go from that to smack a teacher. Yeah. It's, it's, it's despicable. I yeah, mean, it's, our, it's awful. <laughs> uh, I graduated in 2002. Wow, you're so young. Go ahead. <laughs> and our senior prank was we invaded the school with water balloons and water guns and just soaked everybody. It was hilarious and fun. Right. And you and know, now you it, have people trying to like, and I have to tell you, this is, I mean, this is a danger to teachers jobs because instinct is somebody smacks you, you smack your back. instinct is to smack back <laughs> and you can absolutely be fired for that. So we actually addressed this in our um, leadership meeting this past Thursday. And my, mm -hmm. my principal was, was, was very adamant. Like anyone smacks one of the, one of our teachers, they're not going to go to school here anymore. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's actually a felony. It's yeah. uh, smacking a public employee is a felony. Uh, we actually have a, a quote here from Anna Fusco. She's the president of the Broward Teachers Union in Florida. And she said, our teachers do not sign up to go into work and have to look over the, their shoulder or be worried that they might get hit, slapped, kicked, punched in the head, fa face, back or any part of their body. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that administrations are taking this seriously. Unions are taking it seriously. It's just, I, I can't believe it's even come up as a thing. That is just the most fucked up thing uh, that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, really, I agree. Really bad. Okay. Well, again, a depressing uh, current event, but everybody out there, watch your backs, please. Okay. All right. So we're going to get down to business. And as we mentioned in our intro... We are going to hear from the other side. No, not administration. No, not the kids. We are going to hear from teacher significant others. And we have uh, several here with us today. So I'm going to uh, just ask you really quickly to 
introduce yourselves. I'll call, I'll call on you. I'll play teacher and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us where your spouse teaches, you know, in very general terms, if they still do or if not, and we'll go from there. So I'm going to start with, with my spouse. So yo, mister, tell us a, a tiny bit about yourself. I'm your mister. And as you know, um, my wife is your miss. She is retired. Uh, we live in Jersey and she put a lot of time and effort into it. And we're all very proud. Ah, very nice. Okay. Let's see if you guys can, can beat that one. Okay. Uh, next we have the elusive, but extremely talented Mrs. E. So welcome to the pod, Mrs. E. Tell us Thank a little you. bit about yourself. I am the very lucky gal who gets to be attached to Mr. E, and I get to listen to his wonderful voice on the podcast, which is uh, absolutely no obligation. There's there's <laughs> no pressure there whatsoever to uh, to listen to the podcast at all. That, uh, really? <laughs> currently reside in uh, Arkansas somewhere. We met in Arizona originally, and I got to support him through all of his angsty young choices of what am I going to do with my life? Oh no, I got a creative writing degree. What am I going to do with this? Nothing. The answer is nothing. (laughs) And then the wise choice of, uh, you know, continuing his education and seeing him really fulfilled as a teacher. So I'm happy to be here in support of, uh, of that. Great. Yeah. And, and she, she really, when she says going going through the angst, she she really means it. There was a lot of angst about what I was going to do with, with uh, my future. Oh, I am not surprised at that at, <laughs> at all, even the littlest bit. All right. Next, we have Mr. Frizzle. Some of you may remember we had Mrs. Frizzle on a few weeks ago, and we suckered in Mr. Frizzle. So tell us a little bit. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so... Um, my wife, Mrs. Frizzle, taught in the largest school system in the country for 34 years. Uh, she's been blissfully retired for three, for three years now. Um, and I've been able to see the transformation, you know, back to a human being, basically, after, after the decompression period. Sort of like the NASA astronauts when they get back and they have to be put into those decompression. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's the way it's been. But no, being, being with her for all those years, I think makes me uniquely uniquely qualified to be able to give my perspective because we've been through a lot together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is yeah. true. Okay. And finally, we have Mr. C. So Mr. C, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, guys. Uh, I think it's fun to see kind of the different dynamics we have here. We have some people who are new into the teaching industry, and then we have a couple people who have been retired. So I think that's fun. So my wife and I are here in Arkansas. And she is going on her fifth year and been some struggles this year, but um, still going strong. So look forward to look forward to the conversation. Cool. All right. So let's get started with the grilling here with the questions. So first thing we'd like to ask you, um, what, if anything, is it, what is something that drives you crazy or has driven you crazy about your spouse's career choice about being a teacher it's a whole lot of time off (laughs) i work retail (laughs) i get a week of vacation a year (laughs) i'm a mom i don't get any vacation from that (laughs) 
he gets up. No. Uh, here, here we go. Here we go. Let's there just we... do this. Okay. So yeah, the time off thing, I, I always used to, I remember when, uh, you know, Mr. used to have to go to work and he was commuting and he would like jingle his change, not on purpose, but when I was like sleeping in the summer and I'd be like, go ahead, jingle. I'm still sleeping. I'm sleeping. But yep, it's true. Uh, Mr. Frizzle. Yeah, I, I can relate something that used to drive me crazy. Sure, go for it. Uh, but, I, but I've since, you know, saw the light. And that is that early on in the career, I used to, I guess I was somewhat envious of the fact that Cindy had this powerful union behind her that mm -hmm. would back her um, every time that there was a, a grievance. Uh, and I used to think to myself, not everybody has it that lucky. I, I wasn't in a, in a field where I had that, that the strength of, of this, of this, the strongest union, I think in, in the country behind you. And I used to think it must be so easy. You could, you know, sort of, you know, walk on water and do what you want. And through the years, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, thank God she has this union behind her because the powers that be would have taken advantage of her and, and, and the others, every chance that was, that was available to them. And so it used to, it used to drive me crazy when I was very young. I used to say, Oh, it must be so nice. You know, you could you do whatever you want and you have this, but no, I see that now. I, I I'm, I'm completely on the opposite side now of that debate. People debate, you know, unions and I, I, I see the light now and thank God, thank God for that because without it, I think a lot of people would be would be underrepresented and and uh, you know so it used to drive me crazy but now I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well we have some people here who you know in Arkansas they don't have it right. a union and and several of the people that we've spoken to on on the podcast we don't have them and I'm always amazed because it's uh, it's just not having that safety net especially when you're dealing with with kids and parents it, and administration. I, I, yeah. And, and admin, it's, it can be very, very tough. So I, I agree with you. Anything else, anything else that drives you or has driven you crazy about your spouse's pr profession? For me, one of the things that drives me crazy is the amount of time you put into work outside of work, you know, every night, every weekend it, and it's just, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And, and sometimes I always thought that the effort wasn't worth the reward in a lot of, in what, in a lot of ways, but I, I know you had to do it, but it, it used to drive, you drove me crazy at times. But now you're stuck with me all weekend, every weekend. So Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> oh, wow. He's on such good behavior today. This is great. I'm loving this. Anyone else have anything that has driven you nuts about, about your spouse's position. I have to agree with, I have to agree with you, mister. I was actually going to say that I think the, the work that is put in is underpaid. And like you said, like the amount of extra hours that go into stuff. I mean, my wife not too long ago had to plan a whole event and the pay for that, I think was, she got a check for $37, like mm. not even close to an, an hourly wage that was acceptable at all. So I think just the amount of extra stuff that goes into uh, t what teachers do on a even, maybe not even daily but a weekly basis you know you have to stay late for a meeting or you have to stay late for getting caught up on schoolwork because your lunch got cut short stuff mm -hmm. like that I think is is a little excessive yeah it is I mean there's no there's no overtime and it's not like the pay is so 
spectacular that you say, well, it doesn't, you know, it's okay because I'm making yeah. you know, $200,000 a year. It ain't happening. <laughs> if you're getting paid $200,000 a year, to do a lot of stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not even close to that. On an hourly basis, it's probably well below minimum. Yeah. Oh, yes. for sure. Wage. Yeah. It, especially when you first start out, because when you first start out, you're also working more hours because you don't know what you're doing and you're making less money. So in the beginning, it's really, yeah. it's really disheartening. So uh, what is something that has made you proud of your spouse in terms of their job? The connection to, to kids. I think Mrs. C has had a lot of a lot of good connections with some kids that may have been going down the wrong path and has kind of brought them back. Uh, maybe not brought them back, but has kind of shown light on what they can be doing differently. And I think you know, you hear a lot of bad stories and a lot, I feel like a lot of this podcast might be a lot of bad stories, but you know, there are a lot of good stories that go along with it too. I think everybody's different. I mean, no matter what, every, every child has a different past. And I think if you can imprint on them somehow, then, you know, make a difference. I think she's had a lot of good stories come about it. Right. Mr. Frizzle, you had your hand up. Uh, yeah. I wanted to say, um, I, I, I'm very proud of the, the respect that Cindy earned from her students. I can remember early on, even before we were married, she had asked me to help chaperone a senior trip that her class was taking. And it was to a big amusement park here in New Jersey. And they were um, sixth graders. And, you know, I sort of, you know, I was new and eager and I wanted to please. So I went along and we, um, we got there, <clears throat> we got off the bus and this was also, this was a special ed uh, class, by the way. And she said, I have two rules for you. You're going to each stay with a buddy and we're going to meet back here at the fountain at two o'clock. Have fun. And I thought to myself, are you crazy? <laughs> You're going to let these kids run wild. And I can tell you, I remember very vividly that at five to two, every kid was there with their partner in line. They, they respect it. And as we got on the bus, I'll never forget this. There was a commotion going on outside. One of the students from uh, one of the schools in the better neighborhood was picked up for shoplifting. Mm. Ah. And, you know, here we were, this, this, this kids from an underserved area and it was, they were special, they were all there in line, uh, you know, ready to board the bus on time. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, you wouldn't expect that. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I was floored. And from that moment on, you realized that Wow, I'm I'm marrying this person. I I better behave myself. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yo, Mister, you had your hand up. I, I think I'm proudest of your dedication to it. You know that that you really stuck it out through all the administration changes and the curriculum changes and uh, all the nonsense that that you went through. So you stuck it out. You did your best, and I, I think that's probably it. Thank you. Thank you. Just being a teacher. <laughs> that's, I guess, that's hard yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a question I'd, I'd actually like to ask. Do any of you think you could be a teacher? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> not, a, not a chance. Not, not even close. No. Mrs. E, do you think you could be a teacher? I have taught art to uh, individuals and small mm -hmm. groups. I've done presentations in front of elementary school students involving art. I think that it's, you know, it's something that's fun. It's rewarding in and of itself. And if you 
you get a, a group of kids for an hour, an hour and a half, but that is a, a lot different from having the turnstile of a group of 30 kids, 30 different kids, you know, five and six times a day. I can't say I don't think I could do it, but would I choose to do it? Um, I think I might rather teach individual art lessons. And that goes to what I am very proud of, Mystery, for going in day in, day out, and just seeing this enormous mass of kids and getting to know them individually. By the end of the school year, he's shared little bits and victories with the kids. And, you know, especially since he's worked in low income, underserved, uh, a lot of English as ESL students in both of the schools that he's taught at. And just to see that his heart is in it. And by the end of the year, how much he actually cares about uh, each individual child. How about the rest of you? Do you think you could you could do the job? Oh, not, uh, not a chance. I'd be close. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. I <laughs> I don't have the patience. No. I I think I'd want to be the either killing a kid or jumping off a roof. I don't think I could do. I. <laughs> you know what it is? It's 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 standing in front of twenty children. Ha, twenty. <laughs> 25, 30 children <laughs> yeah. and trying to control them, a number yeah. one, while actually trying to teach them something. I, I, I'd be sending them off to the office, you know. But just, I have to tell you, and you can ask, for, all of you could go and ask your spouses this, it, the, the kids are never the problem. It's yeah. it's admin, it's the parents, it's not oh, no. the kids. Yeah. Well, that there's that too, but. You know, yeah. the, the kids, yeah. you know, in the end, if you, if you do this, you come to love the kids and love being around the kids, but it's, it's, but you know, we all have bosses that are crazy and, and ask you to do crazy things and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that that's, that's part of being working, you know, uh, the parents are something else, but that's another issue. Yeah. That's, that's an issue. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's another question. So what time of year was the worst for you as a spouse or for what, you know, for, for your teaching spouse or significant other, what, what time of year was the worst? The, the summertime. Cause you, you got to sit, lie around and I had to go to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you agree with Mrs. E on that one. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah see, see for me, it was a little bit different because Cindy never took the summers off. So it was year round. She worked she always worked whatever summer job was available. She worked latchkey programs. She worked. So it was a year. It wasn't like that for Cindy. She didn't have summers off per se. She worked um, in the summers. And so I don't think that there was a, you know, may, maybe there was always a little bit more anxiety at the beginning of the school year, you know, always, you know, right, right after Labor Day or coming up to Labor Day, but it was year round. Yeah. I mean, I, didn't take a break. I did work too. I worked summer school for several years as well. For, for for four weeks. Well, that's all that it was. I mean. Well, okay. <laughs> I couldn't. Weeks. I was going to open my little red schoolhouse in the backyard, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't have worked. But see, I'm surprised because I would have said, I would have thought that for the worst time, like to deal with me was during state testing because I was ridiculous during state testing. I was well, just there's like. Com there's complaining. But I think the worst time is like the last three or four weeks of the school year because then I don't have a husband I have a shitty roommate 
who is upgrading uh, 24-7. Uh, and it's just like, don't ask me to do anything. Don't ask. Me. No, uh-uh. I've got to, I've got to do grading. <laughs> so you-, you just leave them alone and know they'll be, they'll be human like after the first week of June. Well, and then of course the, the, the next two weeks after the school, school year, I'm just like, I'm dead to the world. Uh, just don't talk to me. Just leave me, leave me the fuck uh. alone. <laughs> but yeah, she she's right. I mean, the the the, the last month of the year, especially here, for some reason, they just they schedule every random bullshit thing, like every every event for like the last month. So there's no teaching getting done. State testing is over. So the kids are checked out. It's just madness. And it it sucks. I remember looking at the calendar that last month, I'd be like, okay, we're going on a trip. We have field day. We have, you know, the talent show. Fucking field day. That's a whole nother episode. (laughs) Field day could be its own episode. Oh my God. (laughs) It is actually That's a good idea. We do, should do that. They do it differently sure. everywhere. So it's kind of interesting. Do you know how much your spouse has spent on their classroom or on their students or students or what? Just whatever. Well, yeah. if you're talking about a classroom, then my wife's on a cart. So <laughs> oh. a little bit different. Yeah. That, that, it's hard to dress up that cart. I mean, we did. We put lights around it and a oh. bell and everything. So she's styling. That's good. That's good. That's cool. So, so there are two things here. When 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 Neil Miss was in fifth grade, when I taught fifth then, grade, not when I was ta- in fifth. Grade. <laughs> <laughs> I've known her a long time. When she, <laughs> I'm only twenty five. <laughs> when she taught fifth grade, she spent a lot of money. She, you know, they had class parties, and she had to make the room look nice, and she bought little prizes for them and little pencils, and, and I don't know how much it amounted to. I mean, it was dribs and drabs here and there for the most part. Make it rain, it man! Lots of money. But when she went up <laughs> to sixth grade, that stopped. So you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that was it. I went from elementary to middle, and I will say that. You know, one of the things I had to do in elementary was when I first started out, I was just teaching math and science, and then they had us teach all four subjects. And math teachers do not have classroom libraries. I needed one. And so I was going to garage sales. I was getting books all over the place. I mean, I built a classroom library. And although I did it as cheaply as I could, that cost me plenty of money. And there was no, nobody wrote me a check and said, oh, wow, nice classroom library. Plus, I needed to buy the bins to uh, put it in its their Fontas and Pinnell levels and blah, blah. So, yeah, I spent way too much, way, way more than I should have. Also, you start buying snacks for kids and, you know, different things. And... Staff donuts. Staff donuts. No, I yeah. didn't buy staff yeah. donuts. <laughs> uh, well, not staff, but like the staff I like. Uh, Mrs. E, you had your hand up. Oh, I was just going to ask whether or not the donuts could be included in the classroom supplies. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But okay. I, I appreciate that uh, Mike's school does give him a, well, a small budget, but every year at the beginning of the school year, they give him a little bit of a money, which doesn't cover the printer cartridges at the house, but, mm-hmm. you know, it yep. helps a little bit. Whenever it comes to alleviating some of the things, 
because I can't I can't tell him no no you can't spend twenty bucks on on classroom supplies I just I'm not going to do that I never asked I just my <laughs> money uh, want to take a guess at how much their their no, spouse spent I, I could put a monetary you know figure on you know thirty four years worth of it oh. but <laughs> I can tell you I can tell you that I've seen. Uh, not just school supplies, but I've seen Cindy buy dresses for girls that didn't have anything to wear to a prom. Mm-hmm. I've seen her buy uh, at the soup, uh, Mrs. Frizzling. Mrs., uh, um, it's done. Buy, it's done already. She's retired. She doesn't have to be anonymous. I okay. um, I, I, I've seen Mrs. Frizzle buy the <laughs> um, at the supermarket the um, you know the cookie cakes for the kids for the for the every you know every kid that had a birthday so they could they could celebrate their birthday because otherwise it wouldn't be celebrated. So it's not just the, the it was those type of things. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I mean that that certainly adds up. You know, and I can remember when we when we go into Staples and she'd buy bulk of this or that because, you know, I mean, could you have enough pencils in the classroom yeah. ever, ever? You know, so it's but but it was the supplies, but it was more than that. It was it was, you know, again, this was an underserved community mm-hmm. and these kids would go without they wouldn't either they wouldn't go to the prom or they would not, not wear appropriate clothing. If if it wasn't something from from one of um, our daughter's wardrobes, she would go out and buy it. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, again, it's, you can't uh-huh. put a monetary value, but, you know, you look at that over a 34 year career. <laughs> that adds up, I'm sure. Yeah, it does. It Ooh, does. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's also a, she's also a very shrewd <laughs> shopper. And I can attest to that because she she did buy a, dr- a dress for me for a, a very formal affair for like 10 bucks. Shops. Yeah, yes, she's, she she's very good at that. Yeah, <laughs> wow. she is. Yeah. OK, what has been the most challenging thing? you've watched your spouse go through in their job? COVID. COVID? Anything else aside from dealing with COVID and hybrid teaching and the fear of, of catching COVID? Yes, Mr. C. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, undeniable that COVID has been hard for not only teachers, but a lot of people. I remember an instance in particular where Mrs. C came home and there was an instance in her classroom where a child was getting violent. And that just has really stuck with me of how, like, you have to have some sort of special certification in order to be able to apprehend a child, even if they're being Mm -hmm. violent inside of the classroom towards other kids. And, you know, it just, I don't know if it doesn't seem right or if I just think that every teacher should already have that certification because what if something comes up and if she doesn't have that certification and another student gets violent and she ends up grabbing hold of them, then we can get sued for her trying to save another student. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. So I just, ever since that instance, I've just, it's kind of just had a bad taste in my mouth about mm-hmm. certain can things. I understand that. It, it's, it's, it's interesting though. I mean, I, th- I think that that idea that like every teacher should be, certified or qualified or or able to to do that i like if my school offered that kind of training yeah well i actually had that training because i started out as an aide in an autistic program an autistic preschool and so i was certified in um how to appropriately um put a student in a hold um when i left the district that i was working as an aide in and started teaching i actually told no one that I had that training because I did not want to be called into every situation where a kid needed to be put in a hold. Cause 
Nobody else was certified. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were like three people certified in it. And I said, you know what? I don't want to constantly be. And there are many situations where it does happen in classrooms. And I was like, you know what? I'm just starting my teaching career. I don't want to constantly be pulled out because I know the right way to do it. So I agree with you. I think every teacher should be trained in that. And I also think every teacher should have to be trained in CPR. And they're not. I wasn't. Yeah, what's what's interesting is for for my old job before I was a teacher as as a caregiver, I was required to be trained in CPR every two years. Mm-hmm. I had to renew, mm-hmm. and as a teacher, it's not required, yeah. which I, I found very interesting. Um, I'm surprised it's not the other way around. Yo, Mister, what did you want to bring up? I think I think one of the more challenging things that I I watched you go through was dealing with these kids who are basically incorrigible. And no matter what you do, they act out and, and, you know, some of them need meds and just don't have them. Won't the parents won't give it to them, won't get it for them. But it's, it's, it's dealing day after day, after day, after day with these kids who just are incorrigible. And there are kids flashing through my mind right now, specific kids that, that I know he's thinking of because I would come home and talk about them every single day. Those are the kids that you go, well, at the end of 180 days, you're not my, my issue. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Frizzle, what do you got for us? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, it's not funny, but I, I, I remember thinking how difficult it was watching Mrs. Frizzle slowly resign herself to the fact that she went from teaching and towards the end of her career, it was to her anyway, it wasn't really any longer teaching, but she was either teaching to the test or, you know, worried about data and that, but, but, but nothing was more difficult than watching the last few years of her career dealing. And she spoke about this when she was on the podcast, dealing with an administrator who, you know, basically was doing mm-hmm. everything she could to get her out and the frustration and it was maddening. And, and I would see firsthand and hear firsthand some of the things that went on that was said and just wanting to, to take this administrator and, 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 and wring her throat. It, it was mm-hmm. very frustrating to watch somebody that you care for like that being treated that way. And someone that you know is, is you know, so good at their job and, work, and has worked so hard and just, and just you know. be, be, be Basically, almost, it's almost a, a sort of abuse yeah. because this, this, you know, it's like a, a, a king with a fiefdom they have, they wield all this, they wield all this power. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it was very, very frustrating to watch towards the end. It really was. It was, it was, it, it took a lot. It took a lot for her to put up with it. It took a lot for me to be able to stomach it. It was hard. That was the most challenging yeah. part of it. I can, know. I can see where that would be. Okay. What is the craziest story that your spouse has come home with? Note, don't use any names, but what's the nuttiest story? I'll give you time to think if you need it. I know there's a lot of them. There's a funny one that comes to mind, and it's just kind of like, you know, what kind of some kids say that you're not expecting. Uh-huh. And Mrs. C told a story one time of a kid who was upset, and instead of cursing, the kid said, well, you can just go suck my dirty toe. Like... <laughs> Like, that's and I've actually used that before, like to my friends, like if they've upset me, I'm like, you know what, go suck a dirty toe, and they kind of look at me and be like, what, what? That's like, that's like viscerally upsetting to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, that's worse ew. than cursing. Like if you yeah, would have cursed like, at me, I'd have said like, that. okay, but 
thing to suck a dirty toe like there. That goes a whole different level. That, that's going into my, my I repertoire. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah. just a funny story. The one that springs to my mind is is that time you came home and said one girl said she was pregnant and she and oh. she'd gotten pregnant. <laughs> Her, her father, what was it? I didn't even forget what it was, but it was something. Okay. So it was, it was when I was teaching fifth grade and I was, the reward that you got for like behavior points or whatever was breakfast with me. You could bring a friend. So I'm having breakfast with these two sweet little boys in my class who were spent, just adorable. What more spent, money spent? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, that's why the parents always gave me Dunkin' Donut gift cards to pay for the breakfasts. So, um, but anyway, so I'm about to like, literally about to put my, you know, bagel in my mouth. And, uh, one of the kids says, oh, did you hear that Susie is going to have a baby? Susie's 11. Okay. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to eat right now. And I said, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. She's going to have a baby. She's pregnant. I'm like, really? Wow. Um, do we know who the dad is? And she's, they're like, well, it's an eighth grade boy, but she said she didn't get pregnant the regular way. Her father is a doctor, which was true. And he gave her a shot. And that's how she is now about to have a baby. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let me go call guidance right now. <laughs> like I called the guidance counselor. I'm like, it's Friday morning. I left her a message. I'm like, it's Friday morning. I got to teach all day. Um, this, this little Susie apparently is telling everyone she's having a baby. Clearly she's not. And uh, you got to handle this, but yeah, that was, that was probably one of the wilder stories. Yeah. That was, she was not about to have a baby or even anywhere near having a baby at all. So yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That's, that's a good story. Anybody else, any other wild stories besides uh, injected pregnancies and dirty toes? I mean, I have one. I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm going to tell it to you. You may decide you want to edit it out because okay, it's not, it's not as light as the stories that you're telling, but it's, you, That's okay. you asked for the crazy stories, right? Yes. Okay. Crazy, crazy story. I can remember one time and this one sticks out because you cannot forget this. Mrs. Frizzle was relating a story to me about one of the kids in her, in her class that was um, suspected that he was being abused in the home. And he was a foster child and they have to report that. And so they did. And they went to the home to do an investigation. And um, long story short, they found out that a couple of the older foster kids in the home were holding this child down while the others would heat a spoon up over the flame and, and burn him with it. And, oh my God. and the reason, you know, you say crazy story, not all crazy stories are, you know, you can laugh at, and this is a crazy story. And that one stuck with me because, uh, you know, the thought of one human being doing that to another human being, that's what oh. they found out was going on. It was a foster home situation and it was, wow. I didn't want to bring everybody down and, and say, but no, that's okay. You know, came, that's okay. No, uh, yeah. it came, no, it came I, to mind when crazy you said is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, folks. Anyone else? <laughs> No, that's no. You're you're good. Yeah, uh, I mean that's yeah. Wow, oh, that's awful. All right, uh, Mr. E, got any? You want to go here? Uh sure. Um, if you could say something to your spouse's admin or their boss or whatever, without it getting them or your kids, uh, students, I guess, right? No, I meant your kids. In case you, your children are in the same district as. Oh, you. I see. I see. 
Um, so if you could say anything to your spouse's admin, uh, what would it be? No, really, the gun is not loaded. <laughs> That's what I would say. Don't worry, the gun is not loaded. It's safe. Oh, wow. <laughs> but but and and hearing Mrs. Frizzle's story, I can completely understand. Yeah. I just think that uh current admin for Mrs. C isn't well versed in management, like managing people. Okay. I think they're used to managing children and then they ch- treat it like that and has caused some frictions for other teachers as well. Like in my business, I I manage 60 people mm-hmm. and treat it. And from stories that I hear her say, it's just completely different. I mean, I think that like some admin is used to managing children when they should be managing people like adults. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of the, the, the main difference with, with administration is that they are the leaders of a school, but what, what they're really managing is, is a group of adults and, Sometimes that gets lost in the idea of like, we're all doing this for the benefit of kids, but uh, wires get crossed. Let's just (laughs) leave it at that, I think. I definitely, um, I don't disagree with with that. And we've talked about this before, where generally to get a supervisor certificate, although I think it's changed now, or at least here it's changed, but you never had to take any management, like human resources classes. And it's like, how, you know, how do you, excuse that you know you're managing a physical plant a building you're managing adults and children you have to know how to do them all mrs e i was just going to uh follow up with what mr c was saying i spent nine years managing uh, a retail store with 30 plus employees and a lot of the frustrations that mr e comes home with just have to do with crappy communication In management, one of the biggest challenges is hurting cats. It's keeping a whole bunch of supposed adults on the same page and headed towards the same goal. And that that takes a Mm -hmm. lot of communication. And it's super frustrating to to see whenever Mr. E is having a, a genuine issue, feeling like he's putting the best he can into his job and not getting the communication or just being shot down completely by someone who I guess is not comfortable enough in their position to I- accept and uh, and help somebody work through a difficulty and as a manager, which is what they're paid to do. Yeah. I agree. yeah. Then everything ends up like the telephone game. So you you tell a group of people one thing, and then by the time it gets to everybody else, it's completely different. Mm. Like that game we used to play in elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Mister. But I think one of the things I would say is you should be supporting your staff more and the, and the uh, oh. parents less. I know you've had several administrators, and one of them was, did support the teachers, and some of them don't. And you really have to because. It's um, that that's your that's your resource. That's your bread and butter. The, the parents are in for themselves and in for their individual kids. And you just got to watch that because oftentimes I think the teachers don't get enough support. I don't disagree with that either. OK, last question. What is the 
best thing, the best thing about having a teacher for a spouse? What's the best thing? <laughs> Lie if you have to. <laughs> the benefits. The benefits. The benefits were good. Absolutely. I mean, benefits. Yeah, the, the, Anything else? Cindy's position was was very good, and we have great health benefits and all that. And I, I'll say this, uh, you know, I it, it's I, I can I've been there. And I was actually lucky enough to be able to see her working with uh, kids when I would see the light switch go on. You'd see the look on their face when they got something that she was mm -hmm. teaching them. And, you know, to me, I, that's how I knew she was a great teacher. To see the kid's face when, oh, I get it. You know, I, now I, I can figure that out. And that's why I said when you asked her earlier, could you, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. You have to, that's not something that you can always teach someone how to do. I think you're, you're born with that, but I was able to see that. It was a blessing to be able to see. That's nice. Any, anything else, Mr. C? Yeah, I think I kind of talked about it earlier, kind of like the, the wins when you have with a student, um, you know, just talking them through a hard situation. But I mean, on a personal level, I think when Mrs. C has the summers off, my laundry's always done. I don't have to do it. So I think that's a that's a pretty big win in my book. I don't have to do laundry. Oh my. my laundry's not always done. Man, see, you're making yeah. me look bad now. You just got to I'm in another room. Uh, stop. Just uh, here. Here we here we go. Next, if this was a movie, the next scene would be Mr. E in a frilly little apron, doing you know laundry and cooking. Oh, here's that's we'll throw the feather here, here's the worst thing. There. Like last weekend, she she worked late on a Saturday, and I sent her this message at work, like, "Hey, how about I grill some steaks?" You know, and I was gonna like clean up the house, and I was gonna grill and like make dinner, and she got off at eight thirty, and. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you all, but you're not off the hook yet because we are going to ask you a pop quiz question. And Mr. E actually came up with this question, so I will let him read it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Who is the best teacher you've ever had? Um, I'll go first. My fifth grade teacher, Mr. McGuire. He just like he was very engaging. He had us write like a, a, a in the fifth grade like a ten page report on on the environment. We we all put messages in a bottle, sealed them up, and and threw them in the water. You know, and I still remember all this stuff. So I would have to say, Mr. McGuire. Okay, cheers to Mr. McGuire. Anyone else? So I actually had my first grade teacher be well. I had a teacher who was my first grade teacher. And my fifth grade teacher, she had moved, and I got to have her both times. And she actually passed away recently. Um, so kind of sad, but just very influential on a lot of things. Just, you know, you're at such a young age in elementary school, and she was just a really, really positive person to be around. Mr. Frizzle, what do you got? Who's your, your best so teacher? I, I, I can relate a story that I don't remember per se, but that my mom tells me. So she's my favorite teacher, my kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. I, I originally in, in, in the city of New York, originally you had half days, you had the morning and you had the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I was in the afternoon class and she approached my mom one day and she said, you know, your son is very, very bright. And I think he would do much better in the morning class because it's just a brighter group of kids. Yeah. So let's move him into the morning. And my mother was all excited until I later found out 
And Cindy has told me, Dave, it had nothing to do with your intelligence. It was just that there were too many kids in the afternoon and not enough. <laughs> they were just trying to even it out. Um, no, my, my fifth grade teacher, I think also, Mrs. Matlitsky, she was my fifth grade teacher. And um, she was, I, you know, I remember her because she was a very good, she was just a really good teacher. She got people interested in, in a lot of the subjects that were taught. Uh, it didn't become, you know, rote. She made it exciting for us. And so I remember her vividly too. Cool. So my kindergarten teacher and my fifth grade. There you go. Teacher. The rest of the elementary school is just a blur. <laughs> Mrs. E, do you have a favorite, favorite teacher? I'm sitting here trying to peg it down to just one. Um, I had a band teacher in high school, bless her heart. My senior year of high school, I decided to pick up the trumpet, bless my parents' mm. hearts for the first six months or so. But <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> it wasn't the first time that I had been playing piano, you know, since I was young. So uh, I was in a smaller period. We only had like seven people in this band period. And and so we kind of got tight and she would tell us stories about Scotland. And, you know, I mm. found out what haggis was. But just in general, <laughs> you know, my senior year of high school, uh, she was just super supportive just really cool one of the first teachers that treated me like a person like another person uh as opposed to just a student at arm's length and I think that that's you know I mean especially your senior year of high school having that interaction with you know an adult that you looked up to and admired probably what makes me makes her stick out in my mind the most well, for me, it was uh, my third grade teacher, Miss Slavin, who um, actually it was Miss N. Slavin, because Miss E. Slavin, her twin sister, also taught third grade in my school. Oh, um, she was just the warmest, nicest person. And that year, we had two pretty big teacher strikes in New York City when I was a kid. And that was the first one, which was shorter than the second. I remember. So we were behind. And so she actually assigned us some work to do over like winter break. But the way she did it was just like curl up with your book and find a cozy spot. Like she just made it appealing to actually do work over break. And she was just a lovely person. And when you go to school to become a teacher, or when I went back to school to become a teacher, one of the things they encourage you to do is to write to one of your teachers. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't possibly find this woman. But I did. I found her. She's, you know, pretty elderly. She never got married. She's still Miss Slavin. Her twin did get married. They live next door to each other. And she, she wrote me back a, a lovely email. And I told her that, you know, one of the reasons I became a teacher was because of her, because she was, you know, inspired me when I was younger. And she was just, you know, she was wonderful back in when I was in third grade. And she was wonderful when I wrote her, you know, a few years ago. Mr. E, do you have a favorite teacher? I do. And here's the, <laughs> here's the shitty part. I don't even remember his name. Oh, um, so. All right. Well, just tell us about. Okay. So anyway. this was long story short my parents had just split up for the second time <laughs> they they split <laughs> up and then they got back together and then they split up again and long story short i ended up moving from california to oklahoma and i i'm in oklahoma and mm. i go to this new high school i don't know anybody and i have this english teacher 
and I actually just texted my brother trying to see if he remembers his name, but I haven't heard back. Mm. And anyway, he really sparked my interest in literature. His lessons about the, the, the satire exposing the like hypocrisy of racism in, in like Huckleberry Finn and, and just a lot of his lessons just really spoke to me. Um, and it really kind of awakened my, my interest in, in literature and, and that kind of motivated me to major in creative writing and, and, and all of these things. And, and I, I remember one time I, uh, came up to his desk after class just to ask him about something. And he, he saw that I was carrying a book that I was reading at the time. It was your typical angsty teenage bullshit. It was like interview with the vampire by Anne Rice, you know? Okay. And, and he's like, you, you should ditch that and read this instead. And he handed me 1984, which turned out ah. to be one of my favorite books of all time. And it just transformative for me. I feel really shitty that I don't remember his name, but uh, it was, uh, he had a, a definite impact. Wow. Hopefully you can find out his name before, before I have to write the show yeah. notes and we'll, we'll <laughs> put it in there. All right. Well, we again want to thank all our guests for coming on tonight. We really appreciate having you. We hope you enjoyed being here. And My pleasure. It was, it was great to have you. All right, here we go. Thanks again to Josie from Short Quest Long Rest for doing our intro. And thanks to Mrs. E for our artwork and to Scotty for making the audio magic happen. And of course, uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and please spread the word. You can find us on social media, on Facebook at Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, on Instagram at WTBOTTCast, or Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, at our website, Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod.podbean.com, or you can email us at WT bottcast at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at wtbottcast you can join our subreddit at r backslash wtbott underscore teacher underscore pod and you can now find us on youtube by searching wtbott channel thank you once again for listening we'll see you next time stay safe and remember to breathe